So welcome everyone to season two, episode 11 of the expert advice from not experts podcast. You're here with Chris and Chris as always. And we're going to talk a little bit about a recap. What happened week four? We got some big injury to talk about and some wild plays and some very disappointing games and disappointing bets. <laughs> Chris, how you doing, bro? Hey, bro, you know, Victory Monday, first and foremost. I can't complain. Uh, Left the jersey on the dog all day, you know. Some people want to call PETA on me, but it's okay. (laughs) Oh, she she wears the green and white proud. So that being said, um, got some good bets. Some good betting this weekend. Uh, I beat the hell out of one of my opponents in one of my fantasy leagues. So that's... Okay, I'm going one and two. I feel like that's been the story of every week is just I'm winning in one of them and not the rest of it. It's <laughs> fantasy football has just been like dead to me for some reason this year, and I don't know why. Um, but that being said, uh, very happy about the bets this week, very happy about my player props have been hidden, and yeah, I mean. I'm I'm also happy to be someone who drafted a ass ton of Melvin Gordon in a lot of my leagues too. So that seems pretty good. Javante Williams going down, man. It was absolutely brutal to watch, especially with the the fact that it seemed like the Broncos were like clicking. They finally started to get some movement going. Russ had a good game, but man, it's just coming from someone who had Javante in one of my one of my leagues, it's it, it was it was tough. A lot of you know you have Javante with his injury. I know another Bronco, a corner. He is being looked looked at for an MCL injury. Cordell Patterson uh, went down. Then obviously you have the whole thing. We didn't get to talk about it too much because we had some uh, vacations and some technical difficulties from the podcast side of things on my side. So we haven't been able to talk about it really too much. Uh, the Tua injury was absolutely heartbreaking. The Dolphins on Thursday. It was devastating to watch. Super scary. And, uh, like the, when you see the injuries and everything like that, it really makes you think and reminds you how scary and how tough this sport, you know, football is, you, you lose track of that. I think real quick. Yeah. I mean the two injury, we're going to still keep getting updates. We already know for this week, he's out against the oh, Jets this Sunday. So as I mean, I, I didn't even think that. It needed to be said, but it was said that he's still in the concussion protocol. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're definitely waiting to just see more on that. Uh, not looking good for the Dolphins, really just a bad situation for them. That being said, Teddy Bridgewater's a great backup, so... Teddy too close. They, sh- they, shouldn't, uh, they shouldn't really miss a beat here, but uh, I might surprise you with my pick this week. <laughs> oh, I don't think you're going to surprise me that much, honestly. And also, too, to everyone who's live watching and who's going to be listening to this, we are recording this during Monday Night Football, so we are going to be watching it because, and we're probably going to hear us randomly yell about it. Hopefully, we see Cooper Cup get in the end zone because that's the last thing that's really uh, that Chris and I both are looking at. So just to give you a heads up, you hear us start screaming and yelling about Cooper Cup, that's why. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, let me just preface that with uh, whenever you see DraftKings, you know, tease a no-brainer bet, right? And you look at it and it looks too good to be true. It might be because this Rams offense looks horrible right now. They're getting dominated by the Niners. 
And you saw me last week, and I'm like, what the hell does Vegas know that we don't know? Because 80% of the money is sitting there on the Rams. Mm -hmm. And even though I didn't have the balls to do it, I really was like, I should really get away from the chalk and really go straight to the Niners. But I I really didn't didn't have the wherewithal to do it. You know, we're out here. Me and you were talking just a moment ago, you know, maybe an hour or two ago. Cooper Cup almost got close to the damn end zone. Come on, damn I know. It. I'm trying um, not to, like, give it away because I know I'm a little bit ahead of you. Yeah, I don't know why you're always ahead of me, too. Dude, but I'm trying so hard, away. man. But, yeah, I mean, when I saw this, 80% of the money on the, it's it's almost looked like I wanted to fade the Rams and go straight to the Niners. And like I was saying, is we both we both took the over on uh, Ram sacks, and we both looked at the Niners, and we said, eh, I don't know, and the Niners have had like five sacks already today. So yep. that being said, it, this is, uh, it's one of those things of where you see such a common sense move, Vegas has it in. They know something we don't know, and I, and not only can you have to predict that, you have the balls to bet it, too. Dude, the Rams don't have one sack. It's so frustrating. And uh, the 49ers right now have five. So great for me for my fantasy league or having uh, the 49ers defense in two of them. So, you know, that's fine. And those are the two leagues that I'm winning this week. I'm, I'm going out two and two this week. So it's kind of nice. I started off strong in our league, struggling now. And I'm about to drop two in that league, which is nuts. But we have a blockbuster trade that we need to uh, review and needs to bring up to the league. Did you get a chance to look at this trade? I have gotten a chance to look at it. Would you... uh, I'll I'll let you uh, share your thoughts on it first, though. Okay, so the trade is one team gives away... Sorry, receives Damian Pierce and Travis Kelsey... And another team gets Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, Melvin Gordon. I, there's a lot of big names to this trade. So it makes me not want to like it. But I think that's honestly not that, like, I don't think that's an unfair trade to veto it. But. That being said, I think Jonathan Taylor, the Melvin Gordon, that side requiring it, you definitely have a lot more, like, you know, I think, like, ceiling, a lot more upside. But I kind of like getting Travis Kelsey and Damian Pierce. I think they're winning that deal. Yeah, I mean, it's really about what you have. And I know the team that is trading Travis Kelsey, he has Pitts and Hawkinson, so he's kind of backed into a wall. But either way, I mean, I know Taylor's been off to a rough start. He's got a little ankle injury coming up. Melvin Gordon looks like he should be able to take over that backfield. Uh, Looks like a big win for the running back on the other end. Damian Pierce finally had a good week. Mm -hmm. Can't really uh, predict that. It is the Houston Texans. So, yeah, I mean, we will see. I personally... Probably still air on the side of JT, Melvin Gordon, uh, Hines, but like I said, no doubt it, it, people are frustrated with Jonathan Taylor right now. They are frustrated not? and they have their assumptions and I, I don't blame anyone for being mad about it. Honestly, 
if you go and you move on and you don't hold out and wait for him to start because I don't know if it's Jonathan Taylor's fault as much as it's the culture's been abysmal. Um that Ryan so, seems so washed, man. It's I've never seen him play this bad. And I think it's just they want Matt Ryan to be the focal point of the offense, but like that's just not what you're supposed to do when you have Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. Yeah. So that being said, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it gets better for JT, but Kelsey's going to get his Damian Pierce. It's kind of a shot in the dark there. We saw the first couple of weeks we were all down on him, and then last week he has a good week. I mean, he could continue this momentum. It, this is one of those trades that, like I said, me personally, I would still on the air on the side of the big names, Jonathan Taylor, Melvin Gordon, now with Javante Williams, we know is going to be after the remainder of the season. I would still air on that side. Yeah, because the thing with Javante Williams going down, you know Melvin Gordon is now going now instead of it being 50-50, it's going to be like 80-20 between, I know you have the, uh, now now backup was the third string running back for the Broncos, and now he's going to be a big waiver target. He's definitely going to get some some production, you know, for sure, but getting adding Melvin Gordon to your team right now is not a bad, is not a bad idea. And the one thing is nice for the people that held out on trading uh, for him, now you can trade for him a lot higher, even though he hasn't produced that much but because he's just going to be the guy. Like if you think I don't think before Javante getting hurt, I don't think that you see any trade that involves Kelsey and Melvin Gordon. You know what I mean? I mean obviously there's multiple pieces for it, but like you wouldn't really even think about adding that. I wouldn't think about adding that before the Javante Williams trade. Now say like, okay, like I can get someone higher for him because now I'm trading away a number a number one running back for a team. And the offense looked like it was starting to click a little bit. And again, as somebody who owns a lot of Melvin Gordon, and did we just see a fumble? All right. Uh, yeah, but I'm hoping they recovered. It, you're ahead of me. All right. San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco recovered. That's the wrong direction. Yeah, I know. Um, and then, Rams like, get to the goal line. Have had... to take a field goal. Ridiculous. Oh, Matt Stafford, what's going on? You want a Super Bowl? Come on, man. Aaron Donald, let's get a sack here, please. It's been it's been rough sweat sliding for the Rams. I still think that the. The synergy, it's going to overcome. Uh, Allen Robinson hasn't looked great. We all know this. It's, it's, it's been rough for them. Besides throw the Cooper Cup, they really don't have another play. Both running backs aren't really doing much of anything. Is this Jerzerick? Yeah, it is. You like that one? So anyway, more of the story, what I'm trying to say here is Melvin Gordon... Look to be primed to take over that, but he still gave you negative points last week. So I don't even know how hyped I am. I still need to see it one week um, before I'm willing to really trust it. That being said, they made the trade, so you gotta have to deal with the repercussions sooner or later. And the way Honestly, our league and the way our league goes, like we have it, it's not as soon as you accept the trade, it doesn't automatically go through. We get over to the league to vote it, and then when a certain percentage of it gets the votes against, then they'll veto it. Because we have a pretty, like, you know, we have a league that goes, that's really into it. They're checking up on this a lot. Um, but, like, I truly think this deal is not, like, a lopsided or really a bad deal to where you can vote against it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not voting against it. There's no collusion. There's no, yeah. if they believe it, it's what they believe, so. 
I, yeah, I really well, like, uh, and honestly, if I'm on the side of getting Damian Pierce and Travis Kelsey for getting rid of JT and Melvin Gordon, honestly, because with, uh, even though, yeah, like you were just saying, like Melvin Gordon, like, you know, he's the guy, he got negative points, you know, he didn't still play that well last week. And Damian Pierce, I don't think he's going to get 25 points every week. I think he's going to be uh, at least, you know, 16 to 20 point running back, which that's a great value. And Travis Kelsey's always going to get his. So I honestly, for how frustrated you can be with JT, like you're saying earlier, because how can you not be frustrated with him? He's the guy that got drafted first overall in majority of all leagues. And he has, and he hasn't been putting up to it. I think he has one game with over a hundred yards rushing. Like that's not what you want when you draft a running back first overall. No, not at all. And you know, we, I mean, again, he might be buying him low, you know, so we don't know yet. If JT was having a good year, obviously this trade would have never even happened. Yeah. But you might be buying JT low. He may be able to turn it around just like Derrick Henry's turning it around. You know, McCaffrey finally had a good day. So finally. it was a rough couple of weeks for all those early early backs that got taken. You got uh, just a, a lot of just running backs this year. I know you and I have said it off the pod and like on the pod still that like they're just not doing the same like names even like yeah like later rounds but still like decent names that played well when they're out on the field last year cam Akers just doing nothing right now you have uh cmc who finally had a good day but you have alvin Kamara hasn't seen the field you have eckler who finally had a good day but besides that he's before that he was literally tough you it was so tough you had to start him but it he hurt you every week Jonathan Taylor is not doing anything right now. It's nice to see a little bit of a bounce back with some of these, but just in general, I think the running backs, like in the early running backs, have been struggling this year. And that's really odd. Like, I know it's a passing, more of a passing league now, but you still go running back first. Like, you should, at least in my opinion. Unless, you know, there's different circumstances like with Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, yada, yada. But. It's it's been real frustrating to see big names just struggle as much. You wouldn't think you'd have to worry about them. Is he in? God damn it, Debo! Get in the end zone. <laughs> oh, that right. would have been my second Debo touchdown. That's right. You have Debo two touchdowns, right? Oh my god, man! I was listening to what you were saying, but not really. <laughs> Oh, come on. Um, What I was saying was it's been really frustrating to think just this year, just how like big name running backs are just struggling. (laughs) (laughs) Bro. I I know you already know what happens here. Just just put me out of my misery. Tell me Jeff Wilson, two touchdowns. Uh, No, Jeff Wilson got got stuffed. Yeah, he got stuffed. Well, I think I'm just a few uh, seconds ahead of you. Yeah, yeah, you, you're, you're just... a couple. You definitely get to react to it first. Um, that being said, I think, like I said, we'll we'll talk about that for the next couple of weeks. Talk about the aftermath, see who, who really fucked up and who didn't. Uh, let's go into our, you know, recap of the weekend, our games, fancy MVP. What do you, uh, what are you thinking this week? So... This week, in general, another, like, exciting, a lot of bad weather games, but still, like, some decently high-scoring games during that, like, Jacksonville and um, Philly end up being a pretty decently well-scored game. The Lions, you can never count them out. Seattle and Detroit was a great game. DK Metcalf got carted off the field to go take a dump. Like, you know, you can't, you can't make this up. 
um, Lamar Jackson finally played human. And that game was so frustrating to see the Ravens go up 20 to nothing and then lose 23-20 to uh, the Bills and, and Josh Allen and all that. Um, Chargers took, came out to a big lead against Houston and almost and then Houston came back. A lot of exciting games during the one o'clock time towards the ending of it. But um, uh, but man, it was just so uh, that Ravens Bills game frustrated me to no end. And nothing against the Bills uh, and everything. I'm a big fan of the Bills Mafia and everything. A lot uh, about a thousand people, I think I said, uh, for the Bills Mafia donated to uh, the charity that Tua promotes and everything. As it says, we're sorry that we gave you a concussion. <laughs> So besides, but besides that fantasy, I went, uh, I'm going two and two, like I said earlier this week, uh, I'm when I'm finally, I started off zero and two in a 14 team league, but I just won two well, weeks back to back, even though I know it's Monday right now, but, um, it, it's locked in already, which is nice. Beat the defending champion. And, uh, my team is finally starting to show that they can, what, they what I thought they're gonna be because I was able in this fourteen team league I snacked D I s- snatched D Hop and was able to hide him, but players that haven't been doing anything for me played well this week. I had um, Austin Eckler who finally had a good week, and then right back my second running back I had Dobbins. So like that was just too huge. Had a great week. Oh, it was huge for me. So I had my team this week. I had Joe Burrow who got me twenty. T. Higgins got me 25. Then I had, uh, what's this, uh, Garrett Wilson from the Jets. He didn't do that much, but I knew he wasn't going to do that much with Zach Wilson in there. He's got to get some time, you know, get that yeah, rhythm you going. You just knew that, yeah, of course. No, you like I knew, but I didn't have anyone else to play because I didn't want to play DuVernay in, against the Bills. Hunter Renfro was yeah, hurt, yeah, you know, well, and um, I didn't play, and I, I didn't play Noah Brown. I was torn between him and Wilson. Um, Give future Hall of Fame wide receiver Garrett Wilson some slack. You know, it's going to rookie. He's going to need to meld with that Kittle touchdown. Kittle touchdown. Yeah, I I thought it was going to happen this week, too. And I'm just. Yeah, I did, too. I just really sit here and I just like look at the bet before the game starts and I talk myself out of all the common sense and then I watch it happen in front of my eyes. Yep. And I'm just, nope, up. He did not get both feet down though. I don't believe he got both feet down. I don't think he did. 100% coming back. Let's go. Yep. Debo, get another one. I need points for seeding. Yes, I do need my damn Debo second touchdown. Please. Um. Anyway. But you know, let's put it this way though. In this fourteen-team league, I won, and I had Julio in my flex giving me one point. Give me an idea. So, like after Garrett Wilson gave me six, I had Austin Eckler gave me thirty-four. Dobbins gave me twenty-two. I had the Muth gave me fifteen. Debo playing right now has almost twenty, and my kicker got me eighteen. I had the Minnesota kicker. So like, and then so I have all of these players. So I have T. Higgins, Joe Burrow. You know, Austin Eckler, Dobbins, Debo, and then I have Hunter Renfro, which I think is going to start opening up when he starts playing. But then I have D Hop stashed away. So, like, if I can just survive in this 14 team league and my team stays healthy, knock on wood, knock on wood, knock on anything, crossing fingers, toes, eyes, everything, like, I think my team is in the 14 team league, which is one of my toughest leagues just because of the amount of people. It's, uh, just watch out. Watch out for Notorious CTE. 
Listen, I don't even want to talk about Notorious CT right now. I mean, after what he's been doing this weekend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's, it's been a, it's been real, uh, real wild for the stories the that are coming out. The aftermath of the tweet, man. He said, oh, he says something about <laughs> no one shows more D than me. I don't even know what he, he was uh, saying. He bro. came out and tweeted after that. He goes, he reached out to teams because he says no one knows how to expose a D better than me. <laughs> Bro, this dude is crazy. Montez Burford, you're you're to blame. Can't help, but like that is one of the like funniest shit ever. I mean, all kidding aside, I mean, man, that is funny. Um, it's just wild. That being said, if you're stashing him on any of your fantasy leagues because you think he's gonna make a comeback, he's not. You can drop that man. <laughs> <laughs> it could drop <laughs> it's safe um, yeah, how'd you do man good. this week you ain't fooling nobody I promise <laughs> <laughs> oh. how'd but, you do this week man yeah, this week like I, I said one, one for two in my fantasy league none of that matters the Jets won it's victory Monday when was the last time I started two and two as a Jet fan I can't even tell you so that being said we should have beat these Steelers. All right. We should have done it and we did it. The Steelers, though, Kenny Pickett, I got one issue this weekend. And I got people telling me Kenny Pickett is good for what he did this past Sunday. Get that out of here, man. I mean, I, I'm not like saying he's not, you know, maybe he sparked a little bit better than Mitch, but I mean, just as somebody who watched this whole game beginning and I had the red zone on the TV, but I had another TV there and it's just the Steelers jet game, man, Zach Wilson, again, going to take a little bit of time, but he looked great in that fourth quarter. The ball's coming out of his hand with a lot of zip on it. And again, all right, he threw a pick six, that was nowhere near in the realm of his fault. That is a wide receiver's fault on that pick six. I like Zach Wilson. I think he's, uh, he's exactly what the Jets need to spark our offense back. And this week, I think we're going to go three and two. You, th oh, you think you're going to go three and two? You, don't, you, trust, uh, you uh, trust the Jets beating Teddy Two Glove? Little Wednesday prediction, a little too early. Jets, Jets winning this Sunday, and I, I'm not even I'm not even mad about it. It's it's gonna I'm gonna put the money on it. I'm gonna bet it, and I, I just very excited to be a Jet fan. We beat the trash Steelers. Don't get me wrong, Steelers are bad. Kenny Pickett came in through three picks. I'll, I'll excuse him on the Hail Mary pick. The other two were his fault. I'm uh, I'm not over here. What what did you watch, man? What did you, what did you think of Kenny Pickett? Oh, when I thought um the fact of how much hype he's getting already, I think is absolutely ridiculous. He threw two picks, and yeah, he he rushed in for two touchdowns, but literally those were both like in the red zone or on the goal line when it should have went to Najee Harris. Give like, the ball to Najee, like, bro. Please, like please, that's what I wanted. I would have, dude. If Najee scored, and Saquon Barkley scored. I would have won so much coin. So much coin. Dude. And how do you not give it to your star running back on the one-yard line? Like, there's no need to hype up this quarterback by letting him rush in, do a quarterback sneak, and then a roll a bootleg and have him run. You already to try to add more hype to him. There's already so much hype him being a pit kid and all of that. And I'm not excited for him. 
Like, you know, I, I'm not surprised that they brought him in and they put him in, but I'm not excited for it. I think he's not, I think he, like, you know, I'm willing to give everyone a fair shot. I think he could, he has obviously potential. He's playing in the NFL. He's obviously really good, but I don't think he's, if he's starting next week, he's going to struggle. But how about you give Najee the football on the goddamn one yard line and stop running the damn quarterback. Anyway, I digress as somebody who over here drafted Najee Harris and is not getting a return on him. Not um, whatsoever, man. It, Adding to the running ridiculous. backs that you drafted early. That's what I was saying earlier when you were paying attention to uh, see if um yeah who scored that uh, you know who scored that touchdown. It was I was saying how there's a lot of running backs this year that you know you had to buy big on and just have been disappointing. Najee's one of them, and he's one. He wasn't even an example that I used, but Najee 100 percent is one of them. Oh, he could have had two touchdowns, and then they want to run it in with Pickett all day. I mean, it's it's ridiculous, man. Like I said, I mean that one it, Daniel Jones running in two touchdowns, dude. <sighs> like, give it to Barkley, man. Again, I'm arguing with all my with all my Giants friends fans. It, it, fan friends and they're just sitting here saying that Daniel Jones is getting bro you did not Daniel Jones is not Lamar Jackson you do not build the offense around him rushing in touchdowns Daniel Jones can't get it done with his arm and it is mm-hmm. blatantly obvious so now it's just scramble and try to get the touchdown that way it's like ridiculous you don't want to see that if you're a giant fan but giant fan are going to take the three and one i get that but you don't want to see that no. and goddamn Khalil herbert you were the last leg of my damn touchdown <laughs> parlay and you screwed me the bears screwed me i don't know why i did that i got a new theory on my touchdown parlay i'll debut it on sunday i'll explain to you exactly how i'm doing the touchdown parlay going forward i had an epiphany this weekend i had an epiphany and I will explain it to it on the Saturday podcast. I'm excited to hear it because my dog parlay has been struggling this year. It's been real. I'm always been so close and there's always just one leg that just ends it for me this year. This week, uh, week it was Barkley because I made a bunch of, and he, I and he was the most consistent one. I don't like to have multiple touchdown parlays with the same people. But I was like, there's no way he's not getting in. It's going to be crummy weather. They're going to run the ball. And I did not expect them to. I was right. They ran the ball. But it was Danny Dimes. And the fact that Danny, they didn't even want to run the ball in the end zone when Daniel Jones hurt his ankle. They had to run the Wildcat because they didn't want to put Danny Dimes under center because his ankle was that taped up. And you mean to tell me you can't give it to Barkley to get in the end zone? Come on, man. Dude, that Wildcat was funny as hell. Oh, it was so great. That was funny. It was so great. The, the Browns, they, they fucked me over a little bit. I don't, I don't know how the hell they lose that game. It's just, again, I mean, I've talked about it so many times. I don't care who the quarterback is. You know, they're going to win through running and defense. But I, I guess Miles Garrett not being out there really did take away a lot of their defensive pressure. So that being said, Gotta gotta keep an eye on what's happening with Miles Garrett to see if he's gonna be playing this week to determine if I'm willing to bet on the Browns again. Um and yeah, are the Eagles the worst four and team you've ever seen in your life? See, I wanna say that. I do. This was they haven't beaten a team with an over five hundred record. But I feel like those games though haven't been that I mean that close except for when it comes to this game 
This game definitely hurts them. The Lions them. game was a three-point game. Well, this game hurts them to me a lot for like how good they are because it was a really bad weather uh, day. Trevor Lawrence had, I know for a fact, three, probably I think four turnovers, and you barely win. Like when you have that many turnovers, you have to win the game, and you have to win by at least seven to ten if you have four turnovers. But like it's it, that team offensively is scary. Jalen Hurts is playing real well. AJ Brown's being monstrous. The Eagles are finally feeding Miles Sanders, and look how he's doing. Amazing how many people have been saying that to do that for years for the Eagles, and they finally listened. I think it was a one-game thing. I think it was the weather. It took away their game plan. They determined they couldn't pass it as good, so they're going to keep the ball on the ground. And, you know, it makes sense. But, I mean... the Eagles literally have the easiest schedule in football. I mean, going into the season, we knew this. It's because they play the NFC East, and then beyond that, it's just cakewalk matchups across the board. Mm-hmm. So the Eagles could put a they could be the number one seed going into the playoffs, get the bye week, and still go out the second round because I don't think they're good. And like I said, I, I've said it a billion times that they'll play down to their opponent. But they are really playing down to their opponent. They are not smashing matchups that they should be. Again, you get you get that many turnovers, and you're still just like bleeding points. It, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make sense. It's it's real tough because with them, because they can. Like they can move the ball. Like I'm gonna disagree like, with that. Like they can like do it, but like there's just something about there's just something though about that team that I can't describe about it that like I just don't believe in them. You know what I mean? Like it's different compared to the like you know I'll just go back to the way back to when we went to New England when they went you know almost undefeated to win a Super Bowl and everything. When you saw that team, like you knew no that team is that good. Do I think the Eagles are that good? No, but like I can't ex- I can't tell you. Why? It's like the same reason why I can't like I can't explain why I don't like Joe Buck. Can't stand him. But like I can't tell you why. The Eagles, I don't think, are the that that strong of an undefeated team. I really can't explain to you why. I think maybe at the end of the day it does have to go with Jalen Hurts, because if Jalen Hurts can't run, he uh like if AJ Brown's covered and if he can't run, like he's not gonna do well. Smith's playing good ball. Um, the receivers are making him look a lot better than he is. I'm curious to see when they actually play a real matchup, how they'll, how they'll really fare. But, you know, I, I don't really feel like talking about these damn birds no more. Again, 4-0, congratulations. It ain't a pretty 4-0 against what I would... That schedule, I think the Jets could go four and zero. Is all I'm saying. You know, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, you, you could you could quote me on that, but that's all I'm saying. I think the Jets could have went four and zero with that schedule. You decided to speak in the Jets quick before we started going over into our waiver picks and everything like that. The one thing I am real excited about is to be at the Dolphin Jet game. I know I'm I'm definitely upset that I'm not going to be able to see Tua. Um, but I completely understand. I'm happy that we're not in everything here, even with the break. He. De- like give the give Tua time to rest and be okay. Um, so selfishly, yeah, like yeah, I wish to have seen him, but I'm super excited to be heading to uh heading to MetLife and see the Dolphin Jets. Gonna be tailgating. It's going to be a blast. I think I'm gonna I mean I'm definitely gonna be rocking some dolphin gear and everything like that for that. But I think setting up for the tailgate and everything like that, I'll be rocking the podcast hoodie. 
Ooh, I think shit. I gotta be rocking the podcast hoodie uh, at least for a little bit at the tailgate, man. Going to a football game? Got to. Football podcast? Gotta rep it. I like that. I do like that. It's gonna be so much fun, and maybe I'll be able to see you there. We're gonna get a nice uh, battle of the Chris's. You know I'm gonna have... I always have to have a, a bet going when I'm at any game, so you know I'm gonna be... Uh, even though it's not prime time, I'm cooking up a Dolphin Jet same game parlay. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great time, and I'm excited. And it's gonna be, I think, honestly, it's gonna be a good game. Even though the Jets have been playing some like close, like tough ones and everything, just record wise, you know, Dolphins are three one, Jets are two and two. I think this is gonna be a, I think, and it's a divisional matchup. This a little like quick little preview talk for uh, week five, but I think it's going to, uh, I think it's gonna be a fun game. It's gonna be a, I think it's gonna be a good time. Oh yeah, like I said, I, I don't have my tickets yet. But uh, I, I'm going to figure out exactly how I'm going to get it. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there one way or another, and it's going to be a fun one for sure. Hell yeah, man. So let's go. Uh, uh, we'll definitely talk more about that as the week, as we get closer uh, to it, because I'm sure I'll definitely on the, the Saturday podcast when we're talking about our bets, I'll probably throw up the tailgate menu. <laughs> but um, what you got going on uh, for waiver pickups? Like we said, you know, there's some injuries. Got some players that haven't been just living up to the hype that we've been trying. You know, there's been a lot of trade talks going around. Who are you looking up to try to pick up in waivers? Well, first and foremost, I, I know everybody. He's probably not available out there um, on a lot of people's waivers, but he was out there on one of my other leagues. It, I Saw it kind of two weeks now. Uh, Romeo dubs the Packers. He's just kind of like the guy now that mm-hmm. Rodgers is targeting. I don't think he's going to necessarily take over the Devontae Adam role, but it seems like they go to him in the end zone. It's it's looking pretty good for him. I know I was a guy who was out there on Christian Watson, but that hasn't really been a thing. So... I mean, that's just definitely an offense that I want a piece of. Mm-hmm. Um, another guy that obviously we talked about was Melvin Gordon, right? Yep. That That's who we're anticipating to take the workload. But also, you got to go take a look and just pick him up. Some speculation. Mike Boone, uh, he only had three attempts in the absence, one reception. But that's just another guy that they're going to... I don't know if they're definitely in the bell cow system over there in Denver. So they will probably still work in somebody else. And Mike Boone seems to be the guy. Mm -hmm. They did just pick up Latavius Murray, but I highly doubt he has juice left. Wait, And other than that, what? Who just picked up Latavius Murray? Uh, the, The Browns. They signed him off the Saints practice squad. Really? I didn't see that. Because I was going to say yeah. definitely go Latavius Murray, but I missed him getting signed. I thought he, because I know he was on the Saints, you know, for example, in London. They are signing him off the practice squad. That actually just happened at nine o'clock tonight. So that wow. is within an hour and a half. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd be staying up today, man. I, I got my notifications on all day. I just, yeah, I know. I didn't see that notification there. That's crazy. Because I was going to say pick up Latavius Murray, even with him being on the Saints, because we still don't know the question mark about Alvin Kamara. It's leaning towards that he's going to play this week. I hope he does for fantasy. But nah, they wasn't. let him go. They let him go. <laughs> they were like, yeah, no, okay, we don't need you anymore. Kamara's probably going to be fine. Just great for all Kamara owners, a.k.a. me. <laughs> 
Um, but I also, definitely. Lastly, mm-hmm. I have one more. I yeah, mean, yeah. I, this is really, again, this is kind of where my head's at right now. Uh, I'm debating giving Robert Woods another chance. Traylon Burks. He got turf toe this past weekend. Mm-hmm. He may be out, and really, Robert Woods seems like he should get an increased workload. Just another guy that I'm speculating about could give another chance. Now, I like all your pickups. A lot of them are pretty uh, similar to what I had. A few other pickups that I had, I was looking at a lot of running backs here, too, as well. Like I said, I like, you know, uh, you said uh, Mike Bona, uh, Boone from... Um, but running back for the Broncos, even though they just get Latavius Murray, it's I think it's gonna be Melvin uh, Gordon and then him here. Then another running back I was taking a look at. Pretty much, I was taking a look at either of the two backup options for Atlanta because Cordero Patterson did go down too as well. So there's two running backs look like they're gonna be getting a lot of um a lot of attention in Atlanta. I'm a little skeptical to go and try to get a piece of the Atlanta offense to be part of my team just because that offense really isn't the best, but just it's kind of tough. It's interesting to look at any type of running back that you know is going to get, you know, uh, that much production. Um, Another running back I've been think I've been looking at a little bit is um he did jump a lot in waivers the past uh, few of the past week. And that is Raheem Mozart with the Dolphins. And the only reason why I like him as a pickup potentially for this week, if you are hurt with injuries, like, you know, with Kamara not being able to play, I think Mozart, he's starting to show that he's getting a lot more of the main starting role for the Dolphins. And with Teddy uh, Bridgewater being the starting quarterback, I can see them leaning towards running the ball a little bit more against the Jets or trying to be more balanced compared to Tua just trying to sling it. So I like him, especially if, like I said, if you have a lot of injuries, the running back position, and then all of the, some other picks that I have that are all kind of uh, stretches at some receiver. I think that I'm not, I don't trust them too, too much that I'm looking at, but two other players that I am looking at is one tight end I'm looking at is Hayden Hurst for the Bengals. He's starting to get showing a lot more production and a lot more work in the Bengals offense. I kind of I like him looking at it. I'm staying away from Mo Ali Cox. I know a lot of people are going to try to go up with him after getting 25 points. He did not do my anything. My boy Mo Cox? You staying away from my boy? I'm staying away from him even though like I think he ha- he has the build of a great tight end. You know, he's tall, he's jacked and he has good hands, but he just doesn't get a lot of production and the way that team is with Matt Ryan, I don't really trust him. But an option I really think that is pretty decent because he's getting he's probably he's probably one of the most consistent players on this team's offense besides their number one receiver. And I'm talking about the Raiders. And I am very interested in Mac Hollins. He's an ex-Dolphin, so I'm definitely a little biased with that. He was he was a tight end for the Dolphins, got moved over to the receiver, and he had a really good game last week. He's been getting a lot more targets in the end zone, which I really really love to see and any type of these you know kind of like ceiling play receivers so he's another person that i'm taking a look at yeah i definitely it's it's surprising how much you're seeing mac collins names in the raiders games mm-hmm. and it, i i don't i don't understand it don't, don't get me wrong you have Devontae adams out there you know try giving him the ball a little bit more you, you'd think but or, or yeah, may, i don't so, know maybe darren waller 
Maybe. Oh yeah, maybe. You know, maybe. Seems like a decent idea, right? Uh, but no, nah, I mean, the I, I'm not a head coach. What the hell do I know? Um. Lastly, I would just like to say that you know we haven't talked anything about quarterbacks, and there's quarterback streamers out there, and I just wanna, I just wanna be the guy to say it. Pick up Zach Wilson. Play him against the Dolphins. I think it's going to be a great day. I think uh, it's going to be a high-scoring game. I, I know the Dolphins have a good defense. I get it. But I don't think it's going to really hold us back from scoring points that much. Um, it, it's going to be an interesting game. Obviously, Byron Jones is still out there. But... For, Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't your starting corner out? Xavier Howard, he is. Uh, he's been doing a limited practice. We don't know for sure yet if he's playing. Well, that's one thing that I'm really looking at. Because if that's the case, then I don't think you have enough weapons to... What the hell was that pick? Oh my god, man, these Rams. These You're ahead Rams of me now. Wow. Atrocious. I'm ahead of you. How did I get ahead of you? You were just ahead of me. I have no idea. But as soon as you said that pick and I looked, I'm like, oh, Matt Stafford still has the ball. What are you talking about? Oh. Wow, man. These damn Rams, bro. Oh, I should have seen the writing on the wall. The 80% of the money on them. Damn Cooper Cup prop. I was going to put money on a defensive touchdown for the, for the 49ers. And I'm not even joking. The VIG wasn't even good. And I was like, what? The VIG was like plus like 450 or something. And I'm like, that's what the hell does Vegas that. know that we don't know? Yeah. yeah nah, it's, that's what I'm saying, man. So I didn't, I didn't play. I, oh, bro, I'm so mad right now. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn from this. If you see 80% of money on an underdog and they're still giving them plus money, know something's wrong, okay? Dude, junk touchdown. That's all I'm hoping for now at this point. Junk touchdown. But yeah, give me, give me Zach Wilson as my quarterback streamer this week. I think he's going to be great. And uh, that's also coming off of a, a place of there's not a lot of other good streaming options right now. Mm -hmm. uh, Jacoby Beef got the Chargers defense. I don't really want to mess with that. Geno Smith had a great week this week, but that's against the Lions. So he's got New Orleans this week. I don't really necessarily trust that all the way. Um, and honestly, were we talking about streaming your quarterback against the Lions? Was that what we were talking about a couple weeks ago? I don't really remember. But this week, the Lions have New England, and we don't even know who the, who the hell the quarterback is. So you can't do it this week anyway. Uh, so I'm taking Zach Wilson at, at my quarterback spot. I know I had two of there, but yeah, that obviously I can't do that anymore. Yeah, no, you definitely can't do that anymore. And I, for anyone who's I, looking for a quarterback too as well, or is the owner, the Dak Prescott owners that are like me, it is showing reports that like he may be showing up to uh, be at practice, and you know there's a chance that he's going to play this week. Even if he does play, do not he shouldn't play because they're going up against the Rams. Do not play him. 
There's no point. <clears throat> Don't do it. That was some also news that we didn't talk about that. Yes, but Dak says he wants to play Sunday. That being said, they probably won't let him. If, and if they somehow do, I agree, they, they probably won't, but if they somehow do, all fantasy Dak Prescott owners do not play him. Wait until the following week. Because going up against the Rams, especially the fact that they're getting shut out and not having a sack yet, they're going to try to go hard and expose the front of that Cowboy D, uh, offensive line. Do not start Dak next week. Then, um, I, I agree. Lastly, what we can just do a quick talk. We don't have to go crazy about the games and everything like that. We can do a little uh, last recap of the week four pick, pick them contests. And so what we ended up doing is this week, it's not fully done yet, but it looks like we're all going to take this L with the Rams. <laughs> so it looks like that's the case if everything yes. goes out how it's supposed to do. That does appear to be the case. <laughs> Chris and I both finished this week at 9-7, and seven, and uh, Senor Huevos is finishing 7-9, and nine, leaving a total record of Chris with a lead to 38-25, to 25, and then I'm in second with 33-30, and 30, and then we're gonna have Senior Webos in third at 32 and 31. We're all doing pretty, I think some pretty decent ones, but all I'm hoping for here is some sort of either miracle for the Rams to come back and do something in the last six minutes or just a junk tutter. But I'm excited for week five for these picks. And uh, I'm not looking forward to having to do any one of these. Uh, um, we haven't announced what, like, whoever comes in last, what needs to happen. But there's some ideas around. That'll be coming soon, I promise. <laughs> but I'm not excited for anything. You know the wildest thing going into this game? I, I saw a video. This dude had uh, hit, like, a 14-leg parlay, and the last leg was Rams money line, oh. And it was going to cash out for, like, 73K. But uh, it wasn't going to cash out. If he hit it, it was going to be 73K. And they gave him a cash out of 23K. And I don't think he, I don't think he did it. <laughs> Dude, I would. I don't think he cashed out the 23K. Dude, I don't have the stones to try to put in a bet that they can win me 73,000. Because if it says to cash out 23K, like I'm going to cash out. My bets now, I let them ride because they're nothing that crazy. But like, man, how do you not cash that out? Well, honestly, I thought the Rams were going to win too. So yeah, like, I, I might have rode it right. for fifty. It's fifty more thousand. One game for fifty thousand. I mean, shit. That is that is but, a huge yeah, difference. This, this game. I mean, if you're that guy, man, bless you, bro. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't be able to. I'm talking about how I missed five thousand dollars in New Orleans. Yeah, that <laughs> that sucked. Yeah, uh, that's pain. Missing twenty three thousand for not cashing out—that really sucks. Yeah, that's real pain. That's real pain. So, everyone, I want to say thank you as always for tuning in and listening to another episode here of this podcast. It's always a great time to come out here and do it. Make sure you come and follow us on Twitter, and you can come and watch us live on Twitch for when we go ahead the day before we post on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We do this whole recording live, so feel free to come in and join. Thank you all for all the love and support. We really do greatly appreciate it, and we will see you all live on Wednesday, and for all audio listeners, we'll have the next episode open up on Thursday, right before the Thursday night games. All right, everyone. Till next week.